0: Good morning everybody and welcome. It is Friday, which means that it is officially the end of the week here on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88. Positively different radio right across Australia and you are listening to the Delayed Broadcast with Lyle and...
1: Come good morning Lyle, how are yes, you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic today. And so for all of our Delayed Broadcast listeners, what do we have coming up in today's show?
1: We have a recommendation. We have a recommendation that they jump on the live broadcast. There you
0: go. So you can give us a call. You can interact. You can be part of the show. You can and win stuff.
1: Lots of stuff. We always give stuff yes, away. That's right. At least two things Primes, every show. Gifts, all kinds mm. of things.
0: Okay, so how then will somebody who's, who's not in an area where they get the live broadcast listen to the live broadcast?
1: Well, move to... No, kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to pack up your house. It's much easier than that. All you need to do is jump on faithfm.com.au. You can listen to the live stream or even easier than that, you can just download the TuneIn app, which is totally free to download and just search Faith FM Australia and they can listen to us through that. They can plug it 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 into their car stereo, listen through Bluetooth. It's too easy. Lemon. Squeezy. OX
0: chord. tape insert. Whatever you want, and or just take it with you in your pocket. You can have Faith FM in, in your pocket all day through your headset. Exactly. Simple as that.
1: Work out to it. Go on the train. Do you commute with it? It's just fabulous way. Really easy.
0: Mon, we have left summer and entered. Autumn already. Don't
1: make me cry. Don't where, make where, me Where cry. did summer go? <laughs> Bring back summer. <laughs> oh, no. This is uh, going to be heralding the start of like a thousand social media posts from our Northern Hemisphere friends about how they're enjoying the summer. <laughs> Makes me so jealous uh, every there's, time. There's
0: three months of crossover between now and then. So we get a little bit of a break before all of that hits. But it is indeed the... F- I, there's just not enough days in February. What happens to February? There's not enough days.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just like a throwaway month. But actually, do you know what? Even though it's the end of summer, it was really warm when I woke up this morning. I woke up and I was like, I feel like this is lunchtime kind of heat. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the wind is blowing outside, which indicates that, uh, of course, living in Newcastle, one of the windiest places in Australia. Did you know that? Oh, it is? a trivia for you. Lots of wind here.
1: Oh, Mm. I thought Perth was the windy city.
0: Yeah, well, Newcastle's um, certainly right up there. And, uh, of course, you're with Lyle and Mon here on Faith FM What are we talking about this morning?
1: Well, I'm going to do the quiz What are you talking about today?
0: Okay, so we have a bunch of stuff A bunch of interesting segments coming up I think we've got a story about Doomsday
1: Uh Uh-huh Um, Which is an
0: interesting story for Positively Different Breakfast Show. Why are we talking about Doomsday? (laughs) Well, you're going to have to stay tuned. because (laughs) I love
1: a good Doomsday story. People do the craziest things about Doomsday. It's a
0: very positive story, actually. And we've got um, a story about Ash Cakes. I'm calling them ash cakes. What are you calling them? Something um, different.
1: Um, green cakes. Green they're cakes. Made yeah, they're from made from ash. ash. Well, yeah, same yeah. thing, you know. I mean, come
0: on, don't be sitting there. Monica's sitting here taking a eat. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've got a bunch of other good stories coming up that we're going to be able to share with you. Of course, after that, we have Adele and David are going to be talking about mental health and emotional health.
1: Yeah, a great interview today from David. Relationships
0: mm. and uh, yeah, you you will enjoy this very much. We're so glad. That um, Adele is able to do that for us Uh, We have our encounter with God
1: I'm seriously looking forward Because we have voluntarily left Saul behind And we are getting entrenched into Paul We're now going to be in Galatians, aren't we? You tell me. I'm, I, uh, do you know what? I was looking at Galatians this morning. I'm so excited. So, <laughs> such a good book. Such Fantastic. a good book.
0: Fantastic. And then we're going to have Love Matters with Neil Thompson, one of the favourite sections coming down there at the end, and, of course, our quiz. And don't forget to give us a call. What's our quiz question? Ooh, We
1: should put the quiz
0: question out there okay. before we tell people to give us
1: a call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can call us if they think they're going to be good at this, but the quiz question today is a what am I quiz question. Mm-hmm. Could I I'm going to give you the first clue. This one's kind of hard, actually. I'm going to be really impressed if you get this, Lyle. Are you ready? Yep. Clue one. God said he would make Gog drop these from his right hand. Ooh,
0: <laughs> that one's a hard I'm one. I'm going to see if I can get Gog through going all six clues. Dro- gl- go- Gog is going to drop these from, from his, his right, right hand. hand.
1: God made Gog drop them from his right hand.
0: I have no idea. I yes, have I finally stumped you. No idea. I've been stumped before. <laughs> on the first. <laughs> Actually, clue. Do you know
1: what? I anticipate by the time we get to the third clue, the third clue gets kind of easy. You'll you'll have it by yeah, the third clue, Lyle. You, you,
0: you will. usually get them by the third clue, but I, I have no idea what this one is. Maybe you know what the answer is. So if you know what the answer is, then give us a call. You know our number
1: one eight hundred Faith FM. That's right. Or they can text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, or even just jump on our Facebook, which is Faith FM Australia.
0: Well, we're going to move on with City of Light, and they are going to bring us the song Grace.
2: Your grace that leads the sea. i mm-hmm.
1: To Faith FM Australia, this sunny, warm morning. Lyle, I have a question for you. Oh, you do? I do.
0: I hope I know the answer.
1: Oh, I, I didn't know, know the what, answer to the you last might one. Not. <laughs> What does the future of Australian food have to do with the remote Norwegian archipelago?
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Australian food and Australian food an island in Norway
1: in the middle of nowhere. In I Norway. have
0: no idea. Inform let me tell me. you. Let me tell right.
1: you. So Australia is very excited right now because this is. Oh, by the way, this is actually our doomsday story. Australia has sent... You said
0: you were do- we were doing a doomsday story for the breakfast show. And
1: this is it. This is it. Why are
0: you doing a doomsday story on <laughs> breakfast time? This is supposed to be <laughs> well, it's about positively food, right? different people radio. Are, people
1: are munching on their breakfast and this yes. is about food. Okay. Doomsday. Right. You know, we yeah. have to think about you know, practical. What are we eating during doomsday? Right. Right. So Australia, I've never actually
0: stopped to think about what I'm going to eat on doomsday. <laughs> it might not, it <laughs> might
1: not be wheat bix Lyle. It might not be wheat So, Australia has sent a bunker of seeds, like a seed bank, to um, this remote archipelago in Norway where they store... Seeds from around the world as uh-huh. a way of preserving I've different of kinds this. of crops and plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called the, um, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly,
3: Svalbard. <laughs> no, no, no. It's
0: there are a whole bunch of our Norwegian <laughs> listeners if they're listening the online cringing. via faithfm.com.au or faithfm Australia on the TuneIn app who would be like, what on yeah. earth is <laughs> what she what is saying she right say? now?
1: So it is a global seed vault. And um, and yeah, and they store the seeds there at under uh, minus twenty degrees Celsius.
2: Okay.
4: Yeah, so it, dry. And it's,
1: yeah, it keeps them alive. And um, and it's actually already been in use. You know, in two thousand and fifteen, they did um take some seeds out, not Australia, but to replenish the crops that were lost in the uh, in the war in Syria. In- so,
0: Really, you're going to have to do that again, I would think.
1: Well, I mean, because they're
0: still fighting over there.
1: Yeah, they're probably going to have to do it several times over. Mm-hmm. But with these seeds, because you know the ones that have like a high fat content, they die quicker. And so what they do is they only have about thirty or forty years. So they'll take those out and they'll actually grow them in these little patches, and that way get new seeds and they will sort of like you know replenish the seed bank my question is right mm. that I'm thinking about this. I mean mm. it sounds really cool it sounds yep. fu- futuristic yep. and fascinating yep. a
0: thousand years we'll have viable this, seeds stored this away this
1: system is costing millions of dollars they've already really? built the thing and now they're doing like a how little how can it up- cost
0: anything it's just a frozen island somewhere well, that, off the coast of Norway global in the warming
1: is ruining it because it's supposed to be covered <sighs> in ice and ice and cold but now the ice is disappearing so it's getting warmer um. they had some storms hit they now need to do um, upgrades and repairs and the repairs are alone are costing thirteen million dollars. And
0: they've got to air condition the place now.
1: And they've got they got to keep it frosty. And it's like, how far do we go for the sake of doomsday preparation? Yeah, there's a
0: really good question because you know the Bible talks about um, where we will hide. Where will be where will we be able to hide, you know, um, mm. when we come to and, and talking about Doomsday, we're talking about end time events. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the the the, the days leading up to the return of Christ when Um, The Bible does predict that there will be some rather drastic things taking place here on our planet. And I've often had people come to me and they're like, Well, where am I going to hide? And, you know, I've met people like, I'm going to go, I've I've picked out my cave and I'm going to go and hide in that particular cave and and, and take my my food and my guns Mm -hmm. and shoot anyone who comes near. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> I like, feel like you could spend most, your whole life preparing. Yeah. I feel like you could really just get so involved in prepping for doomsday, you could just spend your entire existence just preparing for it. You can get okay, so, so obsessed with it. The
0: thing is, there is a place you can hide at the end of time.
1: Oh, tell me where. Where
0: you can hide from, you know, the disasters that are coming on the world and mm-hmm. there's actually only one place.
1: One pl- are we all gonna fit?
0: Uh, yes. Um, it's spoken about in Psalms chapter ninety one.
1: Tell me and everything. And here it says
0: this, He that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, Doesn't that sound good?
1: Praise the Lord. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> I'm so and, glad and it's
1: not left to humans to protect ourselves. All right, so here's your,
0: here's your homework for today. Um, you've got, uh, it's, it's the breakfast show. It's the morning, a great way to start your day. What I want you to do is to read Psalms 91, and we've featured this one here before on Faith FM, but it's worth featuring regularly because this is a really great psalm. Um, And the Bible says that we will be able to hide during that time, it's all about end times, during that time under the shadow of the Almighty. So we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we follow Jesus Christ, and the Bible says that He will be able to look after us. It goes on, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. And maybe this is something that you need to experience today. Maybe there are things in your life that you need to hide from today. This is the place to hide. Go to Jesus. Go right now. Amen. The Bible says, Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall trust. His truth shall be your shield and sword. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day or bullets in our day nor for the pestilence or the disease that walks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. And we can certainly think of some places in our world like that right now. Mm. I love this one. A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord which is my refuge, even the most high, my habitation or my place of living. There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling place or your living place. It's just an amazing pro- parable, uh, prophecy, I should say, um, written in poetry here in the Bible and just full of the most rich promises. And so, yes, we think about Australia sending our whole you know, bank of Australian seeds to the uh, the doomsday vault in Norway, mm. uh, so that in a thousand years from now we can, you know, bring back any species that we may have lost, you know, over that period of time. And yet, when it comes to preparing for doomsday, the real preparation we make for doomsday is the preparation we make right now in our hearts. Yeah, yeah. go to Jesus. That's where you lo- find safety. Lo-
1: I think a lot of people are affected by fear about this topic, and I. I challenge them And I I encourage them If you actually just do a study On the word fear in the Bible Just whip out your concordance or just look it up Mm -hmm. online You'll be so heartened By what the Lord says You know how many times He says not to fear Not to fear God has got us for sure
0: Yeah the Bible says That perfect love Casts out fear Casts out all fear And God of course Comes to us with perfect love We're going to listen to Carly Fletcher Knocking at this particular time
4: stand at the door and knock if anyone I will come into him and die.
1: Shaping up to be a just lovely morning today, Lyle. You are listening to Faith FM, and you can uh, actually tune in to us on our app. So, tune in Yes,
0: tune in app or at faithfm.com.au.
1: Live stream it right there. So, for those of you who are a little further away than our our frequency, which is 87.6, 87.8, and 88, you can certainly still listen to us online. And Lyle, before we head into our next news segment, I'm going to hit you with clue number two. Yeah, I'm itching to hear clue
0: number two. I'm <laughs> like, what on earth is this one?
1: For those something of you who, that Gog was holding. something. Yeah, so God said he would make Gog drop these from his right hand. And if mm-hmm. you're already pretty clever and you know what this is, you can certainly contact us. Yeah. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 324-843. Three.
0: See if you can get the drop on me and
1: uh quicker than Lyle. See if you can do <coughs> it. Or you can text us 0491-064669 or just hit up us hit us up on our Facebook, Faith of Australia. Are you ready for, for I am ready. Two? Let's, let, let's Okay. It. Elisha commanded Jehoash, King of Israel,
0: to str- I know what it is. Oh, are you can't <laughs> I I I even finished. I know what it is. I'm still I reading know it. What it is. I know what it is. Okay, I you be quiet. Answer. I even right. finished
1: reading this clip. <laughs> 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 so Elijah <laughs> commanded Jehoash, king of Israel, to strike the ground with these. You can tell me off air if you're correct, because I'm yes, not going to hit
0: the ground three times. Should oh, have done it more. Smarty pants. That's an extra clue. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, what's
1: what's what's further news today? Okay, for it says, us? do you
0: know what do you, do you know what day it is today?
1: The first of March. Do
0: you know what else it is today? Four days from my birthday. Oh, okay. So do you know what else it is today?
1: About. Fifteen days from your birthday, <laughs> I, I don't know. Tell me, tell
0: me. It's the Feast of Purim today for oh Jewish people. God. It's a celebration of the life of Esther. I think it's a really nice time. I think that we should. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to go back and read the the Book of Esther.
5: Love that. To book. read
0: that, read it through, and to look how God uh, worked there in the Persian court. It's one of the most unusual stories where a Jewish queen becomes queen of um, the Persian Empire mm-hmm. uh, by marrying Ahasuerus at that time. And, uh, of course, we have the Feast of Purim today where that is uh, remembered. And, uh, How do they actually Jewish celebrate people then? and some Christian people, they get together and uh, they read the Book of Esther. They go to the synagogue and they read it there together. They uh, send food parcels. They give charity. Um, and they'll often get together for a, a, an evening meal and they'll all dress up.
1: And it's just one day event. A big dress-up party. So when you say dress up, do you mean they like a, like a costume party, yeah, a or costume like they just put fancy? Oh, yeah, costume, oh, yeah, costume party. Like a, like historical like like kind of, and oh, wow. and,
0: and, um, and has this been celebrated Angel since the event? Since the event? Wow, that's, so that's a is
1: really like, old event, yeah, two
0: and a half thousand years old almost. My word! Yeah, it's been been around for a long time. So yeah, that's a that's a great thing. Anyway, you wanted to, I wanted to hear about these ash. Ash cakes.
1: Ash cakes. Let me tell you very quickly. This is actually quite amazing. And it's got so many good aspects to it. So there's a young engineer, and she's a female engineer, which is actually quite a revolutionary in and of itself. And um, she has developed- For the region of the world in which it comes from. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but, but you'll figure that out in a second when I tell you what she's doing. Um, so she has, uh, in, I guess, invented or discovered um, that you can create affordable construction blocks- Um, out of ash which is what there's a lot of and she's going to use these to help rebuild part of the Gaza Strip.
0: Okay, so the Gaza Strip, yeah, it's, it gets hammered pretty regularly. So I imagine there's a lot of ash yeah. There. I mean,
1: three wars in ten years, an eleven-year Israeli blockade. Like, there's just thousands of buildings in absolute rubble, um, and they they have problems, you know, getting material into the area. And so this is using what they have right there. It's um, it's I think it's like twenty-five percent cheaper than using concrete equivalent, and uh, and it's called cake. It's called green cake um, because it's much lighter than concrete, and uh, and it's just I think it's great that a woman is at you know. At the, at the forefront of this movement and is, is moving it forward. Um, she said, you know, she actually uh, had a lot of um, backlash about it, but, you know, now that she's really shown her mettle yeah, and she's yeah. really helping out the community, and this is something they can build because, you know, I hate to say it, but they have a lot of ash and Gaza strips. So.
0: Unfortunately, they do, but I think this is um, so positive because, you know, mm. it gives me an, il- an illustration right there um, of what God is going to do at the end of time because the Bible says that God will turn our world into ash. You know, you've got um, places like uh, Second Peter Uh, Chapter 3, where the Bible says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, in the which, in other words, in that day, the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. And the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That's the old English one. And so the Bible says the the world will be turned to ash. The Bible says the wicked will be turned to ash. The Bible says Satan will be turned to ash. And so there's going to be a lot of ash on our world one day in the future. But a couple of verses on, in verse 13, it says, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein lives righteousness. And so God is going to recreate, rebuild our world using ash. Wow. You know, one day, and this is something I look forward to, um, is being able to watch God do this um, as he recreates the world. In Revelation 21, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no more sea. This is the recreation of our planet after doomsday. Wow. So we got we got we got two stories here that really link together. You've got the doomsday like I'll oh, get ready for, get ready for doomsday. But then we don't actually really need to get ready for doomsday. We don't need to have a seed bank because God has the ultimate seed bank and he's going to speak those seeds straight out of his mouth. Okay, so coming up after this, we have um, guest interview. Adele and David Stojic are going to bring us a segment that you're going to enjoy very much, followed by the news, and then we'll be back with the encounter with God. We're going to listen to Jars of Clay.
6: wandered off like children in the woods We let the searchers come and never find us We tried to make a life among the trees While your dreams collected planes and cars and cities You slipped away from me in, to climb the tallest oak and see the light Your dissatisfaction gave you questions Do you remember what the city sounded like? Do you remember what the city sounded you but the cold was from inside. And I knew I couldn't keep you if I tried. But I watched as the distance spread as the shadows grew. And the longings came.
3: Welcome back to Faith FM. It's wonderful having you with us this morning. And very good morning to our special guest this morning, Pastor David Stoichich. David, it's always wonderful having you in here.
7: It's Wonderful to be here always uh, in the studio and with our listeners
3: as Mm. well. So last week when you were in, you discussed the concept of spiritual intelligence, which is one of the intelligences we don't really talk about all that much. And we learned that it's actually, in fact, the most important intelligence, which according to Stephen Covey, if you remember all the way back to last week's program, (laughs) provides guidance to all other forms of our intelligence, such as our IQ and EQ yes um spirituality
7: spiritual intelligence is referred to um, by Dana or Dana Zohar, Zohar mm-hmm. uh, who is actually the author of, of a number of of books on spiritual intelligence so so this author um, referred to spiritual intelligence as the only transformational intelligence, the one that is able to produce radical change for better in our lives mm. a permanent and better change that's interesting uh, so so someone said that IQ is about what I think mm. EQ is about how I feel and SQ or spiritual intelligence is about who I am which is about identity about who truly I am as a person and they'll not What I do, Mm, uh, you know, because we identify ourselves with, you know, uh, who are you? Well, I'm a pastor, I'm a counselor, or I'm a a journalist, or whatever. whatever. Mm. Not what I do. Uh, What my hobby is, not about my preferences, likes or dislikes, but about who, as you said, who truly I am deep down. Mm. So spiritual intelligence is about a quest to find out who we are, where do we come from, where we go. What the purpose of life is And it's about connecting with the source of life For us as Christians It's connecting with the source of life God Mm. Who was revealed to
3: humanity uh, Most clearly through Jesus Christ Well that's very true And we learned that the consequences of Being spiritually intelligent Or the rewards may be more than consequences um, You know Having spiritual intelligence in your life Means that you usually have more peace More meaning More love More joy And more hope in your life Which is exciting. It's a bonus. (laughs) It's
7: It's what you want. These are the most important, Mm. well, very important things in life. Mm. So what do you have to share with us this morning, Pastor David? Well, uh, Adele, this morning I would like to discuss some important insights um, that uh, were published by the National Church Life Survey. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so there is a survey going to churches, church leaders every year or so. And, and there's some very profound, profound insights that we mm-hmm. can learn. Actually, the Australian Institute of Family Counseling uh, commissioned a series of questions in that survey. Uh, um, and, and these questions were asked of, of, of the Christian leaders, and, and, and they, were, they were included in the
3: 2016 uh, um, a report. Hmm. So based on what I know about the National Church Life Survey, they have questions that church members can fill out and then questions that the leaders fill out. And in this case, we're talking about the questions that were directed to the senior local church leaders, right?
7: That's right, because uh, as as we've said, the the, the survey... Uh, through the survey, church members of any church that participates can give their feedback about how they see, you know, the needs of the church, what's mm. happening, and so on and so on. But but uh, but uh, there is a section in there that, um, that deals with uh, that actually asks questions of, of 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 the leaders, so how they see it, knowing their, their flocks, knowing their people, mm. knowing the community, and and uh, so um, and they they. Uh, the survey was completed by by pastoral staff of churches and included nearly 900 wow. senior local church leaders uh, and 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 staff members across churches in Australia. You get some good insight from that? Uh, absolutely mm-hmm. and 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 the data represents leaders from 13 different denominations and movements uh, which accounts for about 90% of the estimated number of church leaders and 95% of weekly uh, church attendance in Australia, and so so they classified that kind of in three groups, and in, in the in the the, the group uh, number one was were, were Catholic and mainstream uh, mainstream Protestants such as Anglican, Lutheran, Presbyterian, United Church. Okay. Then in, in the in the group two, the uh, they had they had um, you know. Um, uh, so sorry in the group 1 they had catholics then then mm-hmm. group 2 had mainstream protestants and then in in uh, group 3 they had pentecostals and in group 4 they had other protestants mm. and and so, so so that kind of gave a very good representation yeah, across across the christian mm. uh, religious board in, in in australia
3: yeah it's a good good thing to have that diversity on the spectrum of belief that's right so what were identified as the big issues in the survey. Perhaps we can talk first about one of the issues that they have identified with their churches.
7: Well, that would be that be good to talk about because we we, we do. Uh, when I was reading, they the, you know about this report, it kind of caused me as as a, as a Christian uh, leader and a community leader to to reflect and do some soul searching. Mm. So so the survey identified the biggest pastoral issues or, or the needs that the pastoral staff is facing. Uh, in their local church, and as you said, also mm. in in the local community, so and they they were called upon to meet those needs. So, so what were these needs? Uh, and so, so uh, the biggest there were there were three three big big uh, so to say top, uh, you know, uh, needs that they have aden- yeah. identified. They aden- identified more, many more. But, but these were the ones that really stood out. But that, let's mm. just uh, just uh, deal with three mm. uh, because of the constraint time constraints. So the first issue that they, that they that they identified the first. Need was was the need to, to kind of meet to deal with the, with the faith issues mm. that, that that the church members are facing. Fifty seven percent actually uh, of them of the people surveyed identified, you know that 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 the issues of faith mm. in the church community, how to, to and, and I'll elaborate on that a bit la- mm. later, but so the issues of faith. The second one was, the, 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 um, the second biggest issue was the issues of mental health wow. that actually church people were facing, you know. So they identified the first issue of faith, mm. the second issue of mental health, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and the second issue, uh, and the third issue was the issues of physical health. So, fifty-seven mm-hmm. percent issues of faith, fifty-two percent issues of, of um, mental health, and and fifty percent uh, the issues uh, of of physical health. Mm. You know, and then issues of bereavement and so on and so on. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, are you able to elaborate a little bit on some of these big issues that Christian leaders were concerned about? You mentioned, you know, there's those three big issues with faith, mental health, and physical health, and then you know, bereavement, marital, partner, relationship issues, and so on—they were mentioned mm. there as well. So, mm. so uh,
7: okay, so let's deal first a little bit to put put that uh, in, a, in a bit of a context. These mm. five issues—they identified that, that, that actually um, there is there is this shift in in the spiritual landscape uh, in in Australia, according to to National uh, Church Life Survey. Uh, while, while in um, whilst in 1950, uh, there, there were 44 percent of people here in Australia that were regular church attendees, hmm. uh, and that doesn't mean every week, does it? Well. Uh, Pretty much, they were yeah. quite regular at that time, yeah. but, but, but most of the weeks and so on and so on. Yeah. Some, some in some cases, some people who were regular maybe because of their professional fields, mm. maybe whatever, maybe twice a, 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 a month mm. or maybe sometimes yeah. once a month. Yeah. But, but they were regular. Mm. Uh, Whereas uh, the, nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, believe it or not, you know, um, the, 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 uh, it's very very different. Only like fifteen percent of Australians now attend church and that includes even at least once a month wow so that's a big drop a it really huge is. drop and and in the in the second last survey in, in in 1990s i believe uh the the um there were 61% of people in australia who identified themselves as christians mm. but you know uh, the last census yeah the 2016 uh, one 2016 mm. actually um mm. 52.1% of people identified as Christians, so, so Which nu- again is a big drop, and, and the number of people actually ticked off the box non-religious, mm. you know, a fairly significant number of people, like. Um you know and some didn't even identify any any religious affiliation which kind of maybe symbolizing or showing a bit of a apathy that mm. really they, they didn't feel strongly enough to be, mm. to be part of that so so, yeah. so you see as you can see that the, the, the maintaining faith, being able to to, to to transmit this faith to the next generation uh, being able to reinvent its, itself to to justify the purpose for being so to say mm. people are struggling with these things
3: yeah and I think that sort of reflected you know that decline in faith you could say that there is a correlation there between an increase in mental health challenges that
7: is a fantastic observation Mm. because I I read up on that as well and it definitely
3: has, has correlation well I think we're going to have to have a little bit more of a chat about this after we listen to this track you're here on Faith FM
8: If the birds so free upon the breeze Neither sow nor reap Yet God provides for each of them All the things they need to eat If the birds so small and fragile Receive from God just what they need Why should you and I Never doubt His care, we're more valuable than thee. God adorns the fading flowers with such tender thoughtfulness, then why should we distrust? Does He not care more for us? worried all his treasures yours and mine He's never once forsaken us we can trust he won't this time to so stop your faithless questioning our needs are on his mind Just seek ye first his kingdom.
3: Back to Faith FM. It's fantastic having you with us, and we've got Pastor David Stoicich with us. And just before we listen to that song, we were just talking about the decrease in Christian identification in Australian uh, census surveys, and the increase in mental health problems, which which the
7: survey identified as the faith issue. So Mm. maybe maybe crisis of faith on some people. People are becoming a bit more skeptical, or a bit more unsure about their faith, Mm. or or they're struggling. Obviously. Uh, with 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 the issue of transmitting uh, their faith to the next generation, mm, mm. and so, so so these are the issues, and that was identified as the biggest issue in, yeah. within the local church context.
3: Yeah, so that's with the national Christian oops, church, sorry, life church life, church life survey. survey.
7: Yeah, and and you mentioned something very very interesting, uh, and I think once uh, before maybe last year when we talked here, I I kind of showed some some. Uh, research that that actually mentions what you just mentioned—that mm. actually there should be, and then most likely there is correlation between decline in fight, declining in fight mm. uh, you know, and actually increase uh, in in, mm. in people feeling less peace, inner peace, less inner satisfaction and joy, mm. and, and increase in stress and other anxiety form, and anxiety and other mm. forms of 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 uh, of um, mental. Health issues
3: I think you had some statistics you were going to share about the results of the NCLS survey About, you know, whether we have active spiritual lives or whether we don't or anything like that So um you know it's it's interesting looking at those sort of things where you're going is well, what we're well, doing having well, an impact that,
7: that, that, that's correct mm-hmm. yes so uh basically uh ncl um uh, national church Li- life survey research shows that 3 in 10 Australians have active spiritual lives uh they're praying or meditate meditating or at least once uh, at least once a week mm-hmm. and um uh there was a quarter of people reporting having some kind of mis, <laughs> some kind of a. Supernatural experience. Hopefully, a good one. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I, I would hope that it mm-hmm. will be too mystical as it mm-hmm. goes completely out of the of the, mm-hmm. of the spectrum of Christianity. So, uh, but there definitely has been a shift towards increased secularization yeah. in our society, with regular church attendance having declined over the decades. So, so, mm-hmm. so, so as you said, these these are definitely you know interesting trends, mm-hmm. and and you know I I'm being a pastor. I'm also a marriage. Uh, a
3: celebrant. Yeah, but that's what, true. Funerals
7: <laughs> too. So, so, so this is an interesting. You're prob- probably going to say it, but, but but in the past, majority of of um, uh, the um, weddings were conducted by ministers of the religious ceremony. It was a religious c- 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 was ceremony. A religious ceremony. Mm. But now, based on the survey, we, we find that seventy four percent of weddings. Uh, and fifty-eight percent of funerals are now conducted by civil celebrants. Wow, that's so a big change. Huge increase in secularization. Yeah. So so, it says, so these are the as you said, these are the issues of faith and mm. that our church members are either consciously or as just say in some sort of a less conscious way are struggling with. Mm.
3: So I would think it's pretty obvious that leaders of Christian churches are concerned that for many people the church seems to become irrelevant or somewhat irrelevant to say the least
7: Yes it's a challenge and I'm sure there has been a lot of soul searching uh, regarding this matter and how well as Christians we communicate or model our faith uh, to those around us Mm. Uh, The question here that could be posed is are we meeting spiritual needs in a way that people can appreciate and I, I, I believe that's a huge challenge isn't it?
3: It is and it's a really good question to ask ourselves and you know you sort of think particularly in the context of mental health issues yeah. within the church what can we do about it in that way
7: uh, look i need just to, to say here adele that, that that there are a lot of uh, people maybe or at least some people who think if you're christian you should you're never, you should <laughs> never, never have depressed. any 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 depression mm. or any anxiety or whatever mm. you know and and maybe that's somewhat an idealistic uh way of thinking and possibly misunderstanding of of the Mm. mental health issues of depression and anxiety in particular because there could be circumstances in our life of one nature or another Mm. Uh, as Dr. Natalie in depression and anxiety recovery program uh, says we can be hit by different hits you know and, and if you know our brain can sustain about three maybe two three hits simultaneous hits but more than that, it's really uh, but more pushing than, More, yeah. more than, than that, we, we cave in so, so depression, issues of depression, anxiety Most definitely mm. are, you know, are faced in, in, in the, um, by people in the church And, and Christian leaders have identified it As the second biggest issue they face And a good number of them feel ill-equipped To deal with mental health issues That's really sad But I think probably a lot of people feel that way well, that's, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think we live in a world that has compartmentalized a, mm-hmm. lot, of, a lot of skills and they yep. say, well, you know, mental health is not my issue. So you know, they go, can deal with it over there. <laughs> go and see a mm-hmm. mental health specialist and mm-hmm. we, we cut people off from, you know, uh, connections. Other, other connections yeah. and so on.
3: Yeah. So is there any difference in how the leaders of different denominations assess the needs of their congregations? or do some see it as a bigger issue or need than others did?
7: Well, it's, it's, it's quite interesting, actually, that, that denominations that had uh, uh, predominantly younger membership have assessed, you know, uh, things slightly different, hmm. you know, because uh, younger generations maybe sees uh, the world and the needs in a different way True. Than, than those churches that have mainly mature age or yeah, el- older. <laughs> older, <laughs> yeah. older people. So, mm. so uh, for instance, while those in Pentecostal churches rated mental health uh, uh, 64 uh, percent, and marital and partnership issues, are sixty three percent, significantly higher areas of pastoral need than other denominations. Mm. It's interesting that they yeah, would do that. Yeah. But but uh, but you know, for instance, uh, the other denominations as 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 Catholics saw that uh, you know uh, only as a twenty nine percent. You a know, significant difference. Uh, a, a huge difference. Mm. But but you know, it's interesting how it is seen differently by different different churches.
3: Hmm. And I think too, um, there's sort of a bit of a, you know. A gender balance, as well, maybe with it too, into or gender perception too, with how people see things. you know it's like were female leaders more likely to be observant of it than male leaders well
7: you u- usually we we say, and this is not uh, a condemnation of of uh, male gender I'm <laughs> one of them, but 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 usually people say that that uh, that um, females uh, women are a bit more uh, emotionally. Uh, intelligent or in tune, hmm. and, and, and female leaders uh, uh, were more likely than their male counterparts to rate mental health issue highly, hmm. because they're a bit more in, in tune. tune. In yeah, June. Yeah. And so, for instance, females rated it at 63%, while males rated it at 50%, hmm. you know, so... so so that's kind yeah. of a. Uh, still when, within the ballpark, though, I think. It is, yeah. it is. It's
3: still a huge issue, yeah. issue. You mentioned that the three big needs within the church is the context of the need to address the issues of faith, to support people as they face mental health issues and as they have physical health challenges, too. That's right. Can you tell us a little bit about what church leaders are doing to address the biggest need that their communities and society here in Australia have?
7: Okay. So, so uh, first of all, uh, it, it was maybe we should we should just mention how they see and what they saw as as the biggest needs in the in the local community. and And they also saw these three big needs there, mm. or maybe they were at the top, there were other needs. but uh, first of all, they saw that the community, to which they were called not not just faith community community in which they lived uh, th- th- they saw mental health issues were the highest with the highest mm-hmm. rating 66% of all needs in the community they allocated mm-hmm. to mental health then followed by by the marital and partnership relationship issues which was like 50% mm-hmm. and then parenting issues and then followed by work and employment issues. So these were the three or four biggest issues that they have identified. Mm.
3: So just as we're getting into our last minute or so of our interview here this morning... Can you give us some examples of what you think this means for us as Christians and what we can do to reach out to people in a Christ-like way who are in these situations?
7: I think this is a very, very good question. And, and uh, what comes to mind is the model of ministry that Christ left to us. He outlined His mission very clearly in His public, uh, uh, very early in, in His public ministry. Uh, it's recorded for us in in the Gospel of Luke, uh, where he actually spoke and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and so on and so on. So, Adele, what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say here is healing was in the center of his ministry, and it should be, if we as a church organization or church people should be relevant. Healing should be in the center of our ministry, preaching Mm -hmm. of the gospel and healing at the mental, social, physical, and spiritual level.
3: It's a beautiful thing to be reminded of. And I think it's so important to think of it that way. Thank you so much for joining us again, David. It was wonderful chatting with you. And if you want to connect with David, you can give us a call here at Faith FM on 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can find us on Facebook as well. So send any questions through that you have. We would love to hear from you. We're going to listen to a track now, but stick around because there is so much more coming up this morning on Faith FM. Mm -hmm.
1: a great op shop in Albury. Really? Where is it?
3: It's the Adjo Op Shop at 805 David Street. They have all these cool clothes for the whole family and great stuff for the house as well. And the people there are so friendly. They love a chat. (laughs) Sounds good. It gets better. If you mention you heard this ad on Faith FM, you can fill a bag of clothes for just $5. Well, I'm in. When is it open? They're open every Wednesday and Thursday from 9 to 3. Looks like we'll have to make a date. Remember, it's the Adjo Op Shop at 805 David Street. I'll see you there next week.